There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Uh, Mark, are you a big Black Friday guy? I am a big Black Friday guy. I have dabbled many times, especially back when I was in high school and college. I would go every Black Friday, sometimes just to like be there. There wasn't even something that I really <laughs> wanted or needed to buy. So the crowds were the attraction for you? <laughs> yeah, the rush. And I even worked at Black Friday once at Super Target. Oh, no. What was that like? Yeah. I started like around 9 or 10 a.m. So it was after the initial rush which made it a little bit more palatable. But the thing that I remember most about it was just like empty things everywhere through the store, empty shelves for boxes for some reason were empty. And then just people asking me so many questions, lines of people asking me questions that I'd never had an answer to. Yeah, it's just like carnage in there after I bet, like shredded cardboard pieces and maybe like teeth. It's like a storm has passed through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, I have something morbid I should probably tell you, but based on what you just told me, it probably won't surprise you. (laughs) People actually die jousting over TVs on Black Friday. Yeah, sadly, I am not surprised. Morning, everyone. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Mark Dent, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. We've got a special episode for you today. We're talking about the dark side of Black Friday. Every Black Friday, there's at least one report of a shopper getting injured or killed in some dystopian, chaotic scene at a shopping mall. We did an analysis of 12 years worth of data on fatalities and injuries caused by Black Friday-related events, and we're going to break down our findings for you. And then we're going to explain why exactly people act like lunatics when the sale signs go up every year. But first, let's do a quick rundown of today's news. Bob Iger's new compensation as Disney CEO was revealed yesterday. $1 million in base pay, a bonus of up to $1 million, and an incentive-based award of up to $25 million. So in total, he's got the potential to bring in $27 million. That's still far less than the $46 million that he pulled in when he left Disney last year. A federal judge has ruled that Amazon committed unfair business practices at a Staten Island warehouse that voted to unionize earlier this year. As a result, Amazon has been barred from interfering with, restraining, or coercing employees in the exercise of the rights guaranteed. Last year, Amazon paid out $4.3 million in cash to union-busting consultants. U.S. egg prices are up 43% year-over-year and 10% just since September alone. That's the largest jump of any USDA food category. The culprit there? Bird flu and high holiday demand. A rumor broke out on the website The Leak that Mark Zuckerberg was going to resign from Meta next year. Meta's communications director, Andy Stone, said that this is totally fake news, but shares in the company briefly went up anyway. 
Speaking of Facebook, the markup found that tax services, including H&R Block and Tax Slayer, have been sending online tax filers financial data to the kingdom of Zuck. That information includes names, email addresses, income, and filing status, and it could have been used to power the company's advertising algorithms. And lastly, several retailers say that they're going to avoid Black Friday creep this year and stay closed on Thanksgiving. Those stores include Apple, Best Buy, Costco, Target, Walmart, and Home Depot. And with that, let's talk Black Friday. All right, Zach, before we like really get into the story, let's touch on the history of Black Friday. What is it? So, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving every year. It's always a Friday. Yeah. And it's the day when basically all the retailers put on these enormous sales. And, you know, traditionally, the day after Thanksgiving has always been considered kind of an informal start to the holiday shopping season since the 1950s. But Black Friday, as we know it, kind of the big, crazy events didn't really take off until the 80s and 90s. That's when all these retailers really began to capitalize on it as an unofficial holiday and put on these enormous sales. And today, it is one of the busiest shopping days of the year in the United States. Right, right. Last year, for instance, consumers spent $9 billion on Black Friday. Oh, my God. 155 million people participated, 67 million of them in-store. So that's where you get those big stampedes. That's so one-fifth of the country, right? 67 million. Like, that's, that's absurd. Yeah, it's basically one in every three or four U.S. adults participates in these Black Friday sales every year. And as you know, Mark, it's really just become a huge spectacle with people lining up outside the night before and sleeping in tents overnight. Some stores open as early as 5 a.m. and they're stocking up these huge caches of TVs, Nintendo Switches, whatever the hot item is that year. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm like in good majority company almost here <laughs> with 67 million other people right. in, in my earlier Black Friday years. Yeah. Uh, so why do they call it Black Friday? So there's kind of an interesting story here, actually. These days, the prevailing narrative that was created by retailers is that Black Friday is called Black Friday because it's the day that retailers go from in the red to in the black. And in finance parlance, that basically means they go from, you know, sort of losing money on the year to turning a big profit on the year. And for a lot of these big box retailers, the bulk of those sales happen in the holiday season, particularly on Black Friday. But if you peel back the curtain a little bit on that, there's actually another origin of the term Black Friday. Really? It was originally coined by police officers in Philadelphia, and they used it to describe the chaos that resulted from hordes of suburban shoppers coming into the city to begin their holiday shopping. And for them, Black was not a positive term. It was a negative term. It meant that they had to deal with traffic jams, accidents, shoplifting, tussles, all this bad stuff. So the real origin of Black Friday was a term used to describe sort of the mayhem that resulted from this big rush of holiday shoppers. So the, the term Black Friday actually makes sense, in other words, <laughs> even though right, the retailers right. have tried to distract us from its original meaning. Right. So I guess that leads us into the data pretty well, actually, because as you wrote, Black Friday has become this quasi-violent day and people just don't really behave themselves, even when things aren't like violence, right? Right. And as these sales have gotten better, I mean, there were some times in the early 2000s, like when flat screen TVs were first coming out and mm -hmm. they weren't as cheap as they are now. Well, they were that cheap, but only for a couple of hours <laughs> on those mornings. Oh, yeah. And that is what really got people going. And so things like that, of course, <laughs> would lead to this extreme chaos. Mm -hmm. And you looked back 
12 years of data on Black Friday of deaths and injuries. What did you find? So we took a look back through news archives between 2006 and 2018, 12 years. And there was also this great site that I used sort of as a basis for this data called the Black Friday Death Count. That is a bleak website. I would not recommend going there. (laughs) You know, it's nothing not safe for work. It's just a, a list of links. But that sort of is an automated site that collects any kind of news article that has Black Friday and death or injury in the title. And that's a little problematic because it ends up pulling some stories that aren't directly related to Black Friday. Maybe it's just like Mm -hmm. a shooting that happened on Black Friday. So I used that site, but I filtered out the ones that weren't directly applicable to Black Friday. And then I also just used newspapers.com and a bunch of other archival news sources to go through and and sort of fill in some of the gaps. And what we found is that over that 12-year period, there were 44 separate Black Friday-related incidents that resulted in at least 11 deaths and 108 injuries. So it's basically, over the years, an average of one person dying every year, Black Friday shopping, and about nine or 10 people being injured every year. You know, that sounds pretty small, you know, uh, when you consider how many shoppers are in stores on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. But there's sort of two things that stood out to me in this data. One is that a lot of the underlying causes were mostly avoidable. For sure. These are deaths and injuries that never should have even happened to begin with. And then I think, secondly, there's an argument to be made that nobody should die on Black Friday. Nobody should die over getting $200 off on a flat screen TV at Walmart. It's just not something that people should sacrifice their life for. That's absolutely right. So you, as you mentioned, were kind of like really going through this data. So let's talk over some of these incidents. What actually caused some of these deaths and injuries to happen? So the majority of all these incidents, about 70%, actually occur inside of the store. That's where the tension runs really high and you see these shoppers battling over limited supplies of products and goods. Only about 20% happened outside the store, mostly at the store entrance, kind of that inflection point when those doors first open and everyone's pouring inside. And then 11% take place in the parking lot, mainly over jousting over parking spaces or maybe the roads that go into the parking lot. But we categorized all 119 incidents. And basically, the biggest culprit is stampedes. And that's when people are at the doors waiting to get in, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And this is kind of what I meant when I said most of these are avoidable. A lot of these incidents come down to insufficient crowd control measures, the misuse of maybe some police resources. And we'll get into that a bit. But when you look at these 119 incidents, 34 of them were stampede-related, 30 were pepper spray-related, you had 21 shootings, 15 car accidents, and then you know the rest are brawls, stabbings, robberies, merchandise issues. I think in one case, a TV fell off a shelf onto someone's head. So it's kind of an interesting question, like what causes all of these stampedes on Black Friday? Yeah. Some of it is obviously incited by the store's own terrible promotion policies. In 2006, for instance, a shopping mall in Southern California made a decision to drop 500 gift certificates from the ceiling into a crowd of 2,000 people. Not great. No, no, it's terrible. So, you know, in that case, 10 people were injured. Everyone trampled to get their hands on these gift certificates. This was already an extremely crowded store on Black Friday. Probably not a good idea to do that. 
Other times, it's poor crowd management. In 2008, a New York Walmart employee was overrun by a crowd of 2,000 shoppers. And, uh, you know, they just didn't have the staff there to support even their own employees when the stampede came through the door. Yeah. So one thing that really kind of stuck out to me was a lot of the injuries are because of pepper spray. Is that Mm. because police were involved or was it because people had their own pepper spray and decided to just spray it in somebody's eyes? (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of a mix of both, actually. So the reason pepper spray was the second highest cause of these incidents can actually be traced to just two isolated incidents. So there was a case in North Carolina And I should say as an aside, North Carolina, for some reason, has one of the heaviest Black Friday traffic numbers in the country. Does anybody know why? (laughs) It's unclear, (laughs) but that state really, really loves their Black Friday. So crowded store in North Carolina, a police officer who felt like the crowd was getting unruly, I guess his solution to this was to spray a can of pepper spray into the crowd So that one incident injured 20 people. Oh my God. In California, a woman sprayed another shopper over a Bratz doll. Those used to be really popular. Of course, yeah. So some of these are customer to customer. So, you know, generally you spray pepper spray into a big crowded space, it's going to negatively impact a lot of people. Now, there are also, as you found in your data, were six shooting deaths. So of the 11 reported Black Friday deaths, six of them were shooting deaths. Mm -hmm. That also really stands out. Yeah, and unfortunately, these are specifically shootings over merchandise or parking spots or or things related to Black Friday shopping, Mm -hmm. not just shootings that happen to happen on Black Friday. But, you know, it's kind of an interesting commentary on gun violence in America that on the sort of chief day of capitalism in America, we would have six people dying from gun violence. It's kind of the perfect cocktail of American culture in some ways. Yeah. Um, But in Palm Desert, California, two men shot each other over an altercation at Toys R Us, which is extremely depressing. And then in Texas, a man fatally shot someone over a Walmart parking space. So, you know, tempers are very high on Black Friday. And it looks like you've mentioned a couple of different stores in here, but there is one retailer where the majority of these seem to be happening, right? Walmart. (laughs) Walmart is the epicenter of Black Friday incidences, and it's fair to say they are the largest brick and mortar retailer in the country. So it's kind of akin to saying, you know, the most people die in car accidents in Texas or California or something. Makes some sense. But 70% of all these incidents happened at Walmart. Walmart also traditionally has some of the biggest Black Friday sales, and uh, people are particularly keen to get their hands on goods that are already discounted and discounted even deeper at Walmart. Yeah, so that kind of brings me to the next question with you just mentioning there how these goods are priced so low sometimes on Black Friday. What is it that causes people to act like this, to kind of turn into, I think, as you put it in your story, Darwinistic monsters (laughs) in the face of a good deal. Well, this is something you and I have talked about before, Mark, just the sort of false allure of a good deal and all the carnage that it can cause both emotionally and physically. There actually are several studies that have been conducted looking into why people act rationally on Black Friday. And this is the part of the story I, I find the most fascinating. Sharon Lennon, a professor of apparel merchandising at Indiana University, 
She surveyed several hundred Black Friday shoppers about their behavior, and she came to the conclusion that a lot of this misbehavior on Black Friday stems from feelings of inequality. Hmm. And the way that she describes this is that when we go to a store, when the typical consumer goes to a store to, you know, get a Nintendo Switch, we expect as a part of the process an equitable transaction. You know, we hand over money and the store gives us an item in return. It's fair. The rules are laid out. But the problem is that Black Friday is just inherently inequitable. It's not an equal playing field. You have six foot six men charging into a store competing with, you know, a tiny grandma over a toy on the shelf. And it's kind of a free for all. So more often than not, the guy who punches the old lady in the face is going to get the Bratz doll. Um, It's not fair. It's uh, brute force. It's intimidation tactics. There are other influencing factors that kind of destroy the equitable transaction process. So a lot of people just feel like they're cheated. So in some ways, that too seems to be somewhat of a commentary on the way things happen in America a lot of the time do. (laughs) Yeah, you know, people have an idea of capitalism being this sort of meritocracy where everything is fair and equal and everyone's born with the same chances of achieving success, you know, the pick yourself up by the bootstraps mythology. Black Friday is kind of a little microcosm of the antithetical argument, which is just that uh, people don't come into transactional process on equal footing. Luck plays a role. You could argue, you know, when the door opens, if you manage to squeak through ahead of someone else, maybe you just got lucky. You found the right little space to cram through and get into the door before someone else. But yeah, it is kind of a reflection on American consumerism at its worst. Yeah. So Black Friday has been around for a long time, Mm -hmm. somewhat more recently, although it's now become more of an established tradition. We have retailers who are basically as big as Walmart and and including people like Walmart, they do something now called Cyber Monday. Sure. Has that affected Black Friday in any way, particularly with regards to some of these incidents of injury and death? Yep. So I took a peek at some of the incidences that occurred in the years following when we did this analysis, so 2019 to 2021. And the numbers actually have gone down a little bit, just a touch. I think there were maybe three deaths over the last three years, so a little less than one on average. These bad things are still happening in the stores. Obviously, last year, not only Cyber Monday, but the pandemic kind of curbed big in-store traffic for the year. But the interesting thing is that starting in 2019, online shopping outweighed in-store retail shopping on Black Friday for the first time. That was kind of the year where the numbers flipped and more people actually participated in Black Friday on the internet than they did in store. And that was pre-pandemic even. Exactly. So it's just snowballed from there. And I think the last data that I read was last year, 155 million people participated in Black Friday shopping. Only 67 million of those were in store. So you had 90 million people online 67 million in store so it's it's just not even close anymore yeah and that's on black friday too that's not even on the following monday so cyber monday has definitely taken over and uh (laughs) regardless of your stance on online shopping i guess the one good thing you can say about cyber monday is that i don't think anyone's gonna get trampled anytime soon over a computer screen it's definitely a safer pastime (laughs) yeah
All right, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor on this episode was Robert Hartwig, and executive producer, as always, is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage for you in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. That's thehustle.co slash email. Have a great holiday weekend and we'll catch you all next week.